In this episode, I talk with friend of the pod, Dr. Sarah Rife Hecking. Dr. Sarah is a speaker, coach, and clinical psychologist with over 20 years experience helping people create and achieve their goals. She's developed unique systems to help her clients get a grip on their time and step up to the next level in their life or business. She's also a horsewoman and a friend, and she's been a guest presenter at my For the Love of the Horse Transform Your Business program for years. And one of her productivity programs is included in my six-month mastermind for horse professionals because it's simply so effective in helping people master their own productivity. So in this episode, we'll talk about the importance of fueling yourself first and learning how to get help getting things done that need to get done, but in a way that allows you to focus your time and energy so that it has the biggest positive impact in your own life. Now, here we go. Episode 126, Time to Refuel with Dr. Sarah Rife Hecking. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. Sarah, welcome back to the pod. Thanks so much for having me. I love being on your pod. (laughs) Well, I'm always happy to find an excuse to uh, talk to you and to to share, you know, just to talk to you for myself and to share your wisdom with, with everybody. You have so much um, that you can help people with. And I know this because you've been in our community as a, you know, a part of the team and just as a fan of dressage naturally and, and a friend. So <laughs> you are welcome here on so many levels. <laughs> Um, and, and I thought and I embrace I, I, all of those levels. I embrace all of those levels. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yay. <laughs> so I thought I'd let you um, describe a little bit for people, you know, what exactly do you do and how do you help people in general? And then we can get into how you have helped people in, in this community. Sure. So I empower entrepreneurs and professionals to get a grip on their time so they can get to the next level in their lives and their businesses. And I love helping small business owners, solopreneurs really figure out how to put together all of the puzzle pieces in their week so that they can create the profitable business that they love and have time to do all the things they like to do outside of work and also take care of themselves, all of those things. So that is what I love to do. And I think, well, it's maybe a little bit obvious to people listening why um, you and I worked together so closely with your horse professionals in your professional community of folks. And then I also think for um, just people that love horses and love riding and training and, you know, there is a big time commitment Um, Horses are not low maintenance animals. And so how do you do that and create the space for yourself to enjoy your horse while you're taking care of all that stuff? So there's so many ways that all of this intertwines. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for those of you who are in the video classroom, you can uh, search for, uh, for Dr. Sarah and we have a video, I think maybe two videos in the video classroom of you helping, helping people find time to do what they love, which in our community is horses. <laughs> so um, helping people find what I call that sacred, sacred horse time. And um, yeah, so in the, um, I have a once a year event called Transform Your Business. And it's for horse professionals, heart-centered horse professionals, especially. And uh, Sarah is a big part of of that program. So we have an event and Sarah does a teaching, a whole teaching segment uh, during that two-day seminar. And then uh, she's a big part of the six-month mastermind where one of uh, one of uh, Dr. Sarah's programs, Jumpstart Your Productivity, is actually woven into 
our mastermind because it's so effective at helping people um, have the time to do whatever they want. And I knew I'm like, well, you know, people aren't going to feel like they have time to do the program. So they need Sarah's program in order to do my program. And it's just been so beautiful to have that support around time because it's one of the, the three things that the horse professionals I work with have trouble with. So one is knowing their unique value. The other one is healthy boundaries around time. And then the other one is leverage, which is also connected uh, to time. So um, maybe you can share a little bit more about, you know, having been in my community and worked with these horse professionals for a number of years now, uh, what are the unique struggles that you've helped people with in, in our community? Yeah, I think the the thing that happens whenever you have a community of such heart-centered people, um, when you're heart-centered, sometimes you forget to um, think about the whole picture and take care of yourself because you are so pulled to take care of animals and other people. And um, sometimes that becomes... Um, in conflict with how do you take care of yourself and how do you grow your business? And I think what happens is that when you're super heart centered, you tend to feel like, well, I don't, well, and you can check me if I'm right on this, Karen, but I think one of the things that happens is you tend to feel like if I'm not doing everything a hundred percent from my heart, then um, I can't I can't do it the way I want to do it. Or I guess it's, it's more, it's a little bit different than that too. If everything is led by my heart, how do I also bring my heart to running my business in a way that's more effective, that doesn't exhaust me. Um, so I really feel like there's this piece about being heart centered and loving that can be overplayed and I never want anybody to underplay it, right? I think we need more love and um, connection in this world and openness. But one of the things that happens when you're super heart-centered is that sometimes you forget to think about the whole picture and how to make it work so that you're not exhausted. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, you know, it's the being as heart-centered and caring and giving towards oneself, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's the old, it's the old, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Uh, par- sometimes it feels like a paradox, right? It feels like you can't stop and take care of yourself because when you do, something else is not getting taken care of or th- something else is not getting done. So it can be a, a really hard cycle um, to break. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I hear that often. It, but if I do it, what I'm doing a different way then X, Y, and Z, that's really important to me is not going to happen. And so I think, and it's, it's hard when you're on that, what, what I call the behavioral treadmill, right? It's like just what you're doing every day. I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm showing up and I'm, and I'm going to see this client and then I'm going to talk to this horse and all of those kinds of things um, that just become how a way of being for each and every one of us. And sometimes we have to really stop and take a look at the whole treadmill and ask ourselves, is there a different way to put it together to have the impact that we want to have that also fuels ourselves and our businesses more effectively. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the many things I like about how you approach productivity. Because when I think about productivity or finding time, you know, getting more time in the day, it's often on, um, you know, I need more time to get done the things that I need to get done or, I want more time to be able to do things that I enjoy doing, or I need more time to like rest and refuel. And I think in what I've seen with people is those first two options are where people's minds are at. I need to get things done or I want to have some fun. And the last thing about resting, and I love how you call it, you really call it refueling. Like that's the purpose of the rest. And 
you know, so many times when I've gotten help from you and I'll be like, here's all this stuff I have to do. And you go, Karen, have you eaten well lately? And how long are you sleeping? <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? Eat, sleep? Who has time for this? I've got, you know, and, uh, but so one of my questions is like, why is that so hard for some people? And I guess I'll speak for myself because it's one of those lessons I have to keep relearning that I'll have time where I just sit on the couch or a, a day on the weekend where I really don't quote unquote do anything. And I find myself feeling guilty. I'm like, Oh, I really didn't get much done today. And you know, Dana, my husband is like, go with it. Why is that so hard? <laughs> Cause you're a psychologist too. <laughs> and I know I'm not alone in this. Why is it so hard to just sit there sometimes or sleep or. Yeah. I think we're, we're steeped in a society that um, values um, achieving and doing and accumulating. And it's really hard to some, to see that in the media all the time. Um, And media is like amplified a million times now. Right. I mean, I'm going to rat out my age here, but when I was a kid, there was just one TV and it was in the living room, right? There wasn't also a phone. There wasn't also a a computer. There wasn't also an iPad. There wasn't also, I don't know, a display on my refrigerator that, that advertises to me, right? (laughs) So (laughs) I think that we're surrounded by all of these images that don't produce Um, a healthy life, honestly. And also, if you're somebody who wants to achieve a lot and wants to use your time effectively, then it feels odd to stop. Because it feels counter to your goals. So one of the things that I'm always saying, and, and I practice this myself, you know, I spent a bunch of time on the couch last night and, you know, was like, hmm, what am I doing here? Oh, I'm resting. (laughs) that's what this is called. I'm resting. So sometimes we have to label that I'm resting, I'm refueling. And if you're resting and refueling in ways that don't feel mm, helpful for you, then that's, then that's a different question, right? Because sometimes sitting on the couch watching TV feels refueling. Sometimes sitting on the couch watching TV, Netflix, whatever, fill in the blank, your favorite app feels like a waste of time. So there is this distinction between what am I really doing right now and and really clearly labeling that for yourself, right? Sometimes social media is a stress relief. Sometimes it's a stressor, which means it's creating more stress. Sometimes it's a, it's a good distraction and it, it helps you refuel yourself, right? But if you know, those folks that are listening right now, you know, sort of locate those different types of interactions in your own life and keep asking yourself when I'm feeling bad because I'm off or down, is that because I have this unrealistic belief that I can work 24 seven and still exist as a human being? (laughs) right? Because here's the thing, you can't, and your car can't work that way either. So why do you think your body's going to work that way? Right? You know, a lot of us treat our cars and our horses and our animals, you know, much better than we treat ourselves. Right? You got to put gas in your car, you got to put gas in your body. And for humans, sometimes that looks like sitting, or laying down. And and that is okay. Um, so, so I think the first thing comes, comes with like, what's the function of what I'm doing? And this is where the, you know, my training as a psychologist, um, comes in the function of sitting on the couch can, can be different things, right? The function of that can be different things. It could be a time waster. It could be, um, cause you're frozen and you don't know what to do next. It could be because you're in deep relaxation. That is the most important thing for you to be doing right now. And that means if you spent your two hours tonight in deep relaxation, get a good night's sleep, that you're going to be able to wake up tomorrow morning and get more done in your day than you would otherwise. So there's this metric about, you know, if I'm, if, if my body is still moving, I'm getting more done. 
that many of us believe. And I think it's not true. I think that you can be much more effective when you fuel your mind and your body. And I've had this happen for many, many, many people I've worked with and, you know, horse professionals, um, entrepreneurs, all sorts of different um, business people. When I say take a full 24 hours off in a row, I know it sounds crazy. Somebody's like, how does that happen? We'll, we'll get there. But after they do it, this is what they say. Sarah, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. The rest of my week went so much better. Yeah. I, 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 I listened to you saying this concept about 24 consecutive hours off. And I remember I, I would at first, I would like work the system. I'm like, well, they weren't consecutive. But, you know, <laughs> throughout the week, whole weekend, there were 24 hours, you know, or, you know, like it was 24 hours, except for this two hours in the middle of that. And yeah, I remember just being like, yeah, right. Okay, I'll, I'll approach that. But I have to say, Sarah, like now I do that. And it's amazing how there was actually a process because it was first like, okay, I'm not going to do any work. But that didn't stop my brain from thinking about work and you know what I love what I do. So it's really easy to like, Oh, I'm going to think about this video I'm going to make whatever, but that is, it does take brain power and it does drain me if I don't know how to turn that off. So, <laughs> so the, you know, the, it changed from not actually doing, but I still thought about it to then um, figuring out how to schedule times when I would think about it. That was really critical for me. It's like, cause I can't not think about it. It's like, no, on Tuesday at three o'clock, I'm going to sit down and think about this stuff. And I had a place to, um, I learned to like send myself an email. I'm like, Oh, remember to think about this. So instead of in the moment actually thinking about it, I would send myself an email telling myself to think about it during my thinking about it <laughs> time of the day or the week. Uh, and then um, miraculously through practicing that, then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually taking 24 consecutive hours off. And it does, it changes your whole life because guess, guess if I'm a better uh, partner for my husband during those 24 hours. Yeah. Cause what am I doing? I'm hanging out with him. I'm doing his stuff. We're we're doing what I call co-puttering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So what are we doing? We're, we're just puttering, but we're co-puttering. So it it's like, oh, I'm here now. I'm not always off somewhere else, either physically or mentally. And this is another thing. I think we horse people who love what we do so much, and especially the professionals, because we love what we do so much, we can be obsessed with it and do it and do it and do it and do it. And we kind of love it, but we can love love ourselves to death in a way. And um, to to bring, it's not balance, because I know you talk about balance in your life. It's not really about, about balance. Blend. It's just blend. blend. It's like to live a more full, multi-dimensional life. And for me, there needs to be non-horse time for me to live a full Karen, the human on this planet in this whole big wide world. And then guess what? I'm better for my horses because of it. So right. yeah, it's like one of, that's one of those things you teach. And I'm like, yeah, it's just a little thing. She says it 24 hours off. Like, yeah, yeah. It's huge. And of course you help people actually figure out how to do that. Yeah, actually figure out how to do it because it is, I get that it's a mind bender. Um, and um, I think that you know, you can, you can start to plan it in, but then you have to say, what am I doing with those things? How do I get those things done that I'm not doing in those 24 hours? Right. So uh, it's, it's what I call a click of the kaleidoscope. You know, when you look through a kaleidoscope and you see one beautiful picture, and then there's another picture, just one click to the right, but you don't know how to make that click. And I think that's one of the things that when, when you get off that behavioral treadmill and start to look at your life from a different perspective, you're able to say, Oh, and, and you, this is your example is great, Karen, when you said, okay, so I'm in the middle of my day off and I'm thinking about a video I want to film for the classroom. Right. So now you send yourself a message so that when you're doing the video work, 
you have that reminder. And so we do have to create some infrastructure sometimes to help with that and also set some boundaries and let other people know as well. Because the other thing that I hear from horse professionals all the time and all professionals, let me say, is that there's this thing we carry around in our pocket called our phone that disrupts us all the time, right? And some of it is because clients are calling and they have that number or they're texting or they're whatever apping they're doing, right? So um, it, it also gets, you need to get clear and let other people know when you're available and when you're not available. And that is about serving people at the highest level. So I can serve my clients at the highest level because they know when I'm going to answer the phone, when I'm going to return messages and when I'm not. So they're not worried about if they're going to hear back from me or not. Um, and I think that, you know, when you're running a small business of any sort, um, it's really easy for you to be the one that is particularly if you're the primary service provider, i.e. you're the trainer or you create, you, you are the lesson giver. Um, then it means oftentimes you're the conduit to everything. And so you need to be able to give yourself time when you're not the conduit, when people know you're not available. And when you start to think about that as serving your clients instead of not serving your clients, because this is one of the things I hear from people all the time. Well, people need me. They need to get me in the moment. Yes, and. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Most of the time it's not yeah. life or death. Most most of the time, if they knew the the right the, the time that was easiest for you to communicate with them, then they would probably do that. Most people want to support you in having a balanced life if you give them the opportunity. Yeah, yeah I love that. And it's and it makes thing it does make things easier for them because they know they, people will know how to how to reach you and what the best way is and usually it, the feeling is just like oh okay yeah <laughs> okay. like thanks you want me to do That's this awesome. instead of that yeah right yeah really really right. important and but they're not going to know until you tell them and it's it can be very easy to tell people you just got to get it in the habit right so for instance yeah. the best way to get a hold of me is to send me a quick email and i will re respond to you within 24 hours if you don't hear from me within 24 hours, then feel free to reach back out. Yeah. Right. Awesome. So simple, clear statement. And it's helpful um, just to start practicing that with everybody. Yeah. L love that. Yeah. Telling, telling people how, how, where's the, where and how to reach you. You know, when, when I started doing this transform your business event, as you know, it, it began as a live in-person event, right? So people had to, it was, it's a two day event, but people had to like get on an airplane and fly the day before at least. And, you know, maybe leave not until the next day. So it became like a, often a, a four, four or so day event. And one of the hardest things was for people to block off that time. And that's where sometimes just the fact that they bought the ticket, and we're like, I'm going to arrange this happen. We had so many people who said they've never l left the farm for that many days. They had to find someone to, you know, handle the calls from people. They had to make all these arrangements that they had never bothered to make. And they were at home thinking, I don't have time. I don't have time. I can't do it. I have to do everything. But when they really decided, they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then it caused them to need to get those things in place. And sometimes that alone was like the biggest step of transformation. Now, since COVID, we started doing it virtually. So now it really is only a two-day event. It's so much easier for people to attend. But still, two two blocks of time like that, you know, during during a day is is a challenge. But it's one of those times where, yeah, if you if you think, all right, you start to notice, oh my gosh, I can't like take six hours off. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> right, like I can't, right. yes. uh, uh oh, like that should be a red flag. If you feel like, oh, I can't possibly do that. And it's just a normal day. Then that is a red flag. And you know, I hope people use, use this event as an excuse to go, all right, I'm going to do this because I know I'm going to get support 
in figuring out how to do this. How are we going to, who is going to answer the emails while you're gone? Who is going to be there for your borders or your, your clients? How are you going to set it up ahead of time that they know you're not available? And all those seemingly little steps can just be, some people are coming into the event already transformed just from making that. Right. From, that from the experience of asking themselves a different question, right? So they had to ask themselves the question of how do I get org, how do I run this business and go, go get some training, right? And you have to answer that question, whether you're getting on a plane to come to Florida to do it, or whether you're going to like walk in and sit down in front of your zoom screen. Um, and I want to encourage anybody listening just, and you don't even have to go to Karen's training to, to give yourself that experience, right? You can say, what would it take for me to take a weekend off? Really off. Who's going to feed the horses that I trust? And I know they're going to come in and they're going to do all the things that I do. Um, who's going to answer the phone? Or what's the outgoing message going to say? And who else needs to know what are the pieces that need to be covered? So just understanding those pieces then allows you to stand back, get out of that behavioral treadmill of you just handling things in the wake of your personal energy and your personal flow, right? We all know how that goes. Um, and be able to say, wow, if I do it this way, it actually takes less time, but I didn't think about it because I was so in the flow of how I usually do it. Right. I have a, a good um, colleague, uh, friend who's also been through your program, Karen, and um, she is a, she runs a barn. She teaches lessons and she's got barn staff that help her. And one day she was, you know, I don't even know what this was coming up. I think maybe she was traveling. And um, I said, why don't, why don't you have your barn staff just like you know, set up the food for like five days at a time or something so that whoever's going to do the feeding doesn't have to think about, you know, doing the measuring and the label, like all of that. And she was like, oh my God, thank you so much for that recommendation. Cause guess what? We do that every <laughs> week now. Right. So now when she, on a regular day that she feeds her horses, the barn staff has everything set up so that she's there. She loves feeding but she gets to do the part she loves to do, which is taking the hay out and taking the grain out. She doesn't have to do the measuring. She doesn't have to do the, you know, all of the nitty gritty. She has it set up. So it's grab and go for her. She gets to do the fun part and somebody else does the other pieces. But until, until she was really getting organized for getting out of town, it didn't even dawn on her. Right. Oh, yeah. who else could do that? Cause I've always done it. Right. So super helpful to start to think about, you know, who, who else could do this so that you have to do less steps? And then you can use that time for refueling yourself, for the revenue generation, the stuff that's really bringing the money into your business and things that you love to do and need to do outside of your work. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because I can, you know, sometimes with stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I can handle it. It's just measuring the stuff. It doesn't take long, but it really does add up. And, you know, sometimes I think, oh, I can't bother someone to do, to ask them to do that. But I can remember being, you know, working at a facility and like, I loved all the responsibilities I had. Like, I love being the one, like I'm setting up the food for, you know, my trainer's horse and, you know, I think usually around us are people who are perfectly willing and would love to help and it empowers them also, you know, so it's this yes. leadership piece. So it's, you know, even if it seems like a nothing little thing, I can just do it myself. Like, but you know, to run something better, to run it more efficiently, to empower somebody else to help you, and then everybody, everything can run smoother. I think there's so many of those little things around us at any time that we could just, I love that click of the kaleidoscope, just change this one little thing. And what does it open up? Yeah. And see what opens up. So, so, you know, we started this with taking a day off a week. Maybe you need to plan to take an afternoon off. <laughs> Maybe you need to, to <laughs> practice an evening off, you know, dinner at home with your, um, your loved ones. Um, or dinner, or maybe not, maybe just you dinner at a restaurant. <laughs> maybe that would be exactly. um, refueling, right? <laughs> not having to do the cooking or the cleaning. Um, yeah. So, so start to find small pockets that you can give yourself some of that space 
Um, and the, the click of the kaleidoscope will start to happen, but only when you start to ask the question of how do I do this differently and weave these other things in that are important to me. And also the really important question here is, and you said this before, Karen, you said, well, I can do it myself. Well, I, I don't think the question is, can you do it yourself? I think the question is, is this the best use of your time? Is this the most effective use of your time? And for many of us, many business owners, if somebody else can do it, we probably should be letting somebody else do it, right? I have people on my team that are doing other things right now that I could be doing, but they're doing them so that I can do this interview with you because they cannot, right? So it's really important to think about it. Like there, there is this, oh, I don't want them to think that I think they're better than me kind of thing that comes up sometimes when people are delegating or asking it. No, lots of people are happy to have a job. <laughs> they want to do the work. So put together the business model that allows that to work, right? And this is where your work with um, professionals is so important, Karen, where you can start to think about what is a leveraged business model, which means that it's not always a dollar per minute model. Even if there's a lot of that that happens, what, where else are you able to serve more people in the same minutes? And this is where the time and the freedom and the money all start to come together. Yeah. And that, that's just huge. I mean, the, the possibilities that open up when you're able to even think about that layer and this often comes in these layers of like the, the hab the, it's a skill to carve out a couple hours to refuel yourself with purpose. And I love that you focus on the, the purpose of it. It's not do nothing. It's not an empty space on the calendar. It's a refuel. And one of the things I love about that is because then there's lots of ways I could refuel one day refuel might be nap. The next day it might be go do, you know, go for a walk somewhere, go grab a coffee with a friend, or it could be a number of things. It's just whatever it is that refuels you so you know the purpose of it. And so the same skill of practicing that, how am I going to do that, is is a skill that you need to to do hugely life-transformative things and for your business of going you know, how am I going to continue to do this and leverage and, and make sure I'm spending my energy in the place where I can have the most impact and serve yeah. more people. So it, I think it often at first people are thinking, oh, I'm just doing, you know, I'm working less or I'm available less. Like we just think of like, well, if I'm, if I'm not available 24 seven for people to text me, then I'm available less time, right? If I'm not teaching, you know, every hour of the day that I'm available less. And that doesn't feel good to a lot of people. Um, but what, when you go through the process and you are refueled and you're learning how to have people help you and focus your time and energy into where you are, you know, you're best serving people and you learn to leverage. So you're able to serve more people. You're actually, it shifts. And then all of a sudden you're you're giving more to more people and rested and refueled. And that's right, the piece right. that's really hard to imagine could happen when you're stuck on what you call that, the, the treadmill, right? So when you're in that treadmill, it's like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. You're just running, you're just <laughs> you know? running and you're hoping for that, you know, rest stop to like get a quit and get fueled up. Um, and, yeah, and I think it's it's really, really important to think about the effectiveness of how you're serving people, right? So I can serve people 24-7. I can tell you I'm not going to be super effective once we get to about, yeah. I don't know. How long is that going to last? Hour eight? <laughs> yeah. I mean, ask my team after I do a three-day training. Like, they're, I, I'm literally <laughs> like, if it's not on a PowerPoint, it's not coming out my head, or if I'm not asked a direct question. And they know, they know, Right because we've set up that process for success. But if I, if I lived that way all the time, 
And I also have extra team on board when I'm training that way because I know <laughs> my brain is not going to be working. My brain's, brain's going to be working in the training zone. It's not, not going to be working in the planning zone. It's not going to be working in the mm-hmm. business zone, right? Yeah. So getting really, really clear about what, what if you are more effective during the hours that you were on working in your business and then also more effectively fueling yourself the time that you are not working and you are down or off or resting. There's this thing called rest. I'm doing nothing. That might be rest, right? And I can tell you, you rest your horses. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? You rest your horses. You fuel your car. What about you? (laughs) Gasp. It's crazy, Sarah. I know I'm breaking people's brains sometimes and and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. We've got you because there are solutions and start small. Like Karen was saying, start small with the, um, and you're not the only one who's, who's like tried to cobble together the 24 hours, right? (laughs) I thought I frowned the work around. It was really six hours. on Saturday, and then four hours on Sunday, but I got 10. That's more than ever. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's good. And get a sense about how that feels, but then challenge yourself to say, what happens if it's a full 24 hours off, right? Off is in air quotes here, people. Um, And just (laughs) test it out. See if you feel better. Um, See how how it works for you. And work your way into it, you know, an hour at a time. Sometimes we really need to build it that way. And that's totally fine. Yeah. And it's been so fun, Sarah, because like I've known you, how many years have I known you now? Nine? I think it might be. Nine. We're coming on 10. Holy moly. And it's amazing how neither of us have aged at all. (laughs) We're both so young and (laughs) spry. Well, they can't see the video, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, but here's the thing. What's what's really cool is we we've gone through this process together. So we both have come from businesses where it was one on one on one, right? So you had you know your your cl- clinical your clinical psychologist. And I was like horse trainer, and um, we both met as we were starting to you know we realized like that ain't gonna like last forever. So it's been really fun to observe you, Sarah, like going, navigating this transformation, being, you know, running your own business, being an entrepreneur yourself. And you and I both gone through the parts where like we do every piece of the business, right? The equivalent of we're feeding the horses, training the horses, mucking the stalls. And, you know, we've done that for our own businesses because we built something that wasn't, that didn't exist before. And we've both um, evolved that over time. So as it's built, we, you know, finding out how to delegate and create team, how to change team when it needs to be changed, how to up-level team, how to, you know, put our mind on everything it needs to be on and all the other pieces. And then gradually, all right, now I'm not going to put my mind on this piece anymore. So it's been really inspiring going through this process with you, Sarah. And here you are, you know, the productivity expert under very challenging circumstances. So it's not theoretical with Sarah. Like Sarah is is walking her own talk and I'm sure up-leveling everything you teach as you go because you you are in the game. You are... <laughs> Yeah, you know, as I am, it's like, I feel like I can help because I'm in the game too. Like I get it. I'm doing the same transformation and it's just, it, you've been so helpful to me and inspiring to watch you have the challenges, know the answers, figure out the answers if you don't know them and then actually like do them. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, then come back to be like, Oh, like use my own stuff again to uplevel myself. Right. Which cracks me up and my team up, you know, we'll have, we'll have like little jokes like, Oh, you need to use that form again. <laughs> right. You need to like, like <laughs> I always love it when there's a Sarah. moment I, yeah. I can, <laughs> where I can be like, Oh, Sarah, I'm going to tell you the thing that you always tell me. You know? <laughs> right, so right. I think, 
this is the other part is like, it's, we're never going to stop having challenges and problems, but it's, it's the forming the, the skills and the habits to negotiate it every time it comes along. Right. Cause it's not solved one and done. It's like, we got to, it's a, it's a way of living inside of this crazy world and having the skills of like, Oh, here's this situation. Here's a tool for that. Here's this situation. Here's a tool for that. And you just have so many tools up your sleeve. It's wonderful. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, you know, here's the thing, life keeps changing and, um, you know, we all know that with, um, you know, we're, we're audio taping this, uh, not too long after, um, pandemic and we still have a lot of health concerns floating around. Um, and we know, I think right now more than we have, you know, than when we first met, certainly how quickly things can shift. And yeah. so, so you've got to be able to, um, put together a system that is flexible, that you can lean into, you can review, you can upgrade. Um, and, um, you also need to be able to have support. And I love this kind of comes full circle to how Karen and I met, but we both needed additional support for building our businesses. So we met in a program that helped us do that. Um, and I think that there's also, you know, just, just like there's this common thought, oh, I'm sitting on the couch. Oh, I'm resting, right. I'm not wasting time. There's also this, I need to be able to do it all myself um, concept that is just not true. Um, so in, in businesses, in how you manage your time, in how you manage your day, in how you delegate, it really is very, very helpful to have a conversation with colleagues that are committed to you up-leveling yourself and your business in a way that allows you to thrive. And I think that that's, um, so it's really important to have these conversations outside your own head. Um, and whether it's about how you're planning your week or how you're putting your business together this year, to do it outside of your own head and to do it with people that you know can support you in a positive way. Because not everybody, even our loved ones, I mean, this is why Karen and I met in a, you know, in a um, training program, because I wanted to grow my business and I didn't know anybody in my immediate network that knew the code, right? So I went outside to get that and I've stayed committed to relationships with other like-minded entrepreneurs that wanted to grow their business, that wanted to get to the next level, that knew it was possible, even when I wasn't sure and my husband wasn't sure and other people close to me weren't sure. But it's happened, because I found people that understood it. So there, there's this piece of having the conversation with people that can be open enough to see a shift for you. And, and honestly, not everybody is. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. Yeah, and, and the reality is sometimes the people who are closest around us, it's hard for them to be as supportive because you know, sometimes people don't like change and they get nervous around change and they don't understand it. So (laughs) they get worried. worried. And so sometimes, sometimes a perfect stranger 
can be more supportive. And that's that's why one of the many reasons why I started doing these Transform Your Business events, because I saw the lack of that kind of environment for horse professionals in the horse world. And I, I know the effect that it had on my life and and therefore the effect that it had on my horse's life by learning how to get support for my business and my and my life in this up-leveled way and why it was just so perfect to have you be a part of it because you you're not only you know good at what you do but you're also a horse person and you really get um what this industry is like and um and the need the need for it that that really every human (laughs) has a need for this sort of stuff yeah yeah yeah, that's that's I also think like, I I love the folks that end up at your transform your business event. Um, And and I think that one of the things that, because I've been there several times now, either virtually or in person, I think one of the things that's amazing is that, um, you know, they're all so heart centered and they're all so interested in up leveling their businesses for the love of the horse and also creating a way that's going to work for humans too. Um, and, um, it's just amazing to walk into a room of people that get you and it's hard to find sometimes, um, in our, you know, respective industries, right. Where the competition is set aside, where the conversation is about how to, how do you grow? How do you grow your business? And you can have that open heartfelt conversation with somebody sitting next to you that maybe does something very similar, but in a different part of the country. Um, or a different part of the world, or something similar, but yet very different. As we know that not all horse trainers or people that teach riding teach the same thing or the same way. So I love the the camaraderie that comes out of um, that community, your community and the support. Um, I just think it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I sure enjoy it. <laughs> it is amazing. And yeah, and so and Sarah um teaches a segment in that two-day event and uh you would you would mention the need for flexibility and planning your week and that's one of the beautiful things also about your your how you teach what you teach is you know you call it this flexible template and you work in the event you actually we have you teach and it's actually like a workshop. So we actually get done in the moment in real time. You walk us through a process for scheduling, creating a flexible template um, for your week. And I, I love that you build into it this sort of adaptability. So it's not just make a plan, but it's how do you plan to change your plan and be adaptable and flexible, which as horse people, we know that's what we have to do with our horses, right? We all come out with a plan and then the horse is like, but I have this different plan. So that you, we, the idea that we can um, have that with our time planning is really, really cool. Yeah. It's, and I call it planning for wildcard time, right? We all have wildcard time. And doesn't that sound like an oxymoron? How do you plan for wildcard time? Um, but it's really, really important. And um, it's one of the conversations that I love having with people because we all have it. We all know there's a certain part in our day that might get hijacked. And we know what those activities are likely to be. Um, and if you pay even closer attention, you'll get really clear information about what really pulls you. Um, and, it, you know, it, it, it takes some finesse, but it is possible to give yourself the space for the wild card time. And, you know, the worst thing that happens is you end up with some time that you can, you know, re-attribute to something else if the wild card doesn't show up. But it takes some finesse and it takes some time to, to figure out how that works in your specific schedule for your specific business, the way your brain, your body works, all of those things are all these variables that we're working with. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Karen. This is so cool. You Can you, um, I'll share a link to where people can find you, but go ahead and tell people where, where they can find you. Yeah. So my website is truefocuscoaching.com. That's T-R-U-E focus, F-O-C-U-S coaching.com. 
And um, if you are interested in talking with me about if and how I might be able to help you manage your time in a way that works better for you, if you go to truefocuscoaching.com forward slash apply forward slash, you can fill out a form to do what I call a strategy session where we can figure out what your next best moves are and see if I can help you. There's also a resource page at truefocuscoaching.com. You'll see it right in the top bar. Lots of um, free resources there. Um, and I have a newsletter, all of those things. But truefocuscoaching.com forward slash apply forward slash. Awesome. And if you are in the horse business and you're listening to this podcast before February uh 14th, 2023. I hope you will join me at the Transform Your Business uh, event because Sarah is part of that and you can, um, she'll run you through one of her exercises and there's Q&A and uh, yeah. So um, horse professionals, please, hope you, I hope we get to see you there and we get to help you with your horse business so you can have a fulfilling, sustainable, and profitable life that you can love in the horse business. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? <laughs> I would like that. Anyway, always a, always a pleasure talking to you, Sarah. I think, you know, I could go on and on and on because, you know, there's so much good stuff here, but uh, we'll just have to have you back at another time. Does that sound good? Always up for it. Always up for it. And if you guys have questions related to time management stuff, email Karen. We'll get them handled. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse move in harmony and enjoy the process. Yes.